Welcome to BrainStuff, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, BrainStuff, Lauren Vogelbaum here. In 1970, the Oregon Department of Transportation encountered a huge problem. More precisely, the agency faced a predicament the size of, well, an eight-ton whale. That November, a dead sperm whale washed up on the Oregon shore near the coastal city of Florence. If you've ever caught a whiff of just a few ounces of rotting meat in your fridge, you can imagine the odor that 16,000 pounds, that's over 7,000 kilos, would emit. For that reason, the task of somehow removing that mountain of flabby flesh was assigned to the Department of Transportation. So how did the agency tackle such a gargantuan task? The Department of Transportation decided that the most efficient way to dispose of the whale was simply to blow it up. Rigging a half ton of dynamite to the corpse, it seemed like a sure thing that upon detonation, the whale would instantaneously transform into chunks the size of fish sticks that would splash harmlessly into the ocean. But it was not their lucky day. While officials and onlookers did witness an enormous explosion, the resulting debris flew toward land instead of sea, showering whale guts on spectators and nearby cars. Nine years later, when 41 dead sperm whales drifted to Oregon shores, no one pulled out the explosives. Instead, officials performed a makeshift cremation by burying and burning the carcasses over the span of two days. In the case of beached whales like these, funeral proceedings aren't exactly ceremonious. Carcasses hauled out to sea may wash up again, and buried ones can release shark-attracting oil. If the area is uninhabited, experts recommend the simplest option, leave the body alone and let nature take its course. The main caveat to that, however, is remembering to slice open the abdomen to avoid a gassy buildup inside the whale that could cause a messy eruption. Yes, deceased beached whales can and do explode all on their own. After the whale dies, gases, most specifically methane, build up in the stomach and other organs. What usually happens next is that the skin begins to disintegrate, at which point the whale deflates slowly as the gas seeps out. But occasionally, very occasionally, the skin of the whale, which is quite tough, just keeps stretching to accommodate the gas until it reaches a breaking point. Residents in Taiwan witnessed this cetacean surprise in 2004 when researchers were transporting a dead sperm whale that suddenly exploded on a city street. This is why it's a good idea to stay away from dead whales. Should you go poking and prodding a methane-filled whale, you're giving it ample reason to explode before it has a chance to deflate naturally. You also wouldn't want to fall into a decomposing whale do yourself a favor and pay your respects from a distance. However, though it's always sad to lose one of these majestic and long-lived animals, whales that don't wash up to shore when they die actually benefit other ocean inhabitants because it sparks the beginning of new life. When whales die in the ocean, their bodies eventually sink to the bottom. Once the body comes to rest, biologists refer to this as a whale fall. As you might guess, other fish and sea animals initially eat the meat off the carcass. However, what came as a surprise to ocean researchers was the finding that dead whales support entire ecosystems. In 1998, researchers at the University of Hawaii discovered that at least 
12,490 individual organisms, representing more than 43 species, were living off of a whale fall in the deep North Pacific Ocean. But some of these sea creatures, which included rare species of clams, worms, and eyeless shrimp, weren't nibbling away at the remains. Instead, the colonies were chemoautotrophic, which means they produce their own food via chemicals. Chemoautotrophy is similar to photosynthesis in plants, except it doesn't require sunlight, which is why it appears in animals in places where the sun's rays don't penetrate the depths of the water. Further investigation into these novel ecosystems found that bacteria that overtake a whale skeleton feed off of the bones, which consist of 60% fat. The bacteria then produce hydrogen sulfide. Those thousands of chemoautotrophic sea creatures convert the hydrogen sulfide into usable energy to thrive and reproduce. A few years ago, oceanographers mapped out the development stages of these underwater phenomena. First comes the mobile scavenger stage, when fish strip around 90% of the tissue from the whale fall. After a few months, or years, depending on the size of the whale, marine worms and crustaceans take up residence on and inside the remains, marking the enrichment opportunist stage. Finally, the sulfophilic stage takes place, in which the hydrogen sulfide-emitting bacteria are established and help to nourish chemoautotrophic organisms. That last stage will last decades. Similar environments occur near cold seeps and hydrothermal vents on the ocean floor, where hydrogen sulfide is released from breaks between the Earth's tectonic plates. To illustrate the unique environment created from whale falls, two new species of worms were identified on a whale carcass, living off of the whale bone and resembling pink glow sticks with streamers. At first, researchers thought that they could only see the females of these newfound species, but they soon realized that the females harbor the males inside of their rudimentary bodies, allowing them to reproduce exponentially. The worms attach to the whale fall during the enrichment opportunist stage. By having large numbers of offspring, these worms can propagate throughout the ocean, encountering other whale falls and restarting the process. These are only two of at least 16 new species that oceanographers have identified at whale falls. Today's episode is based on the articles What Happens to Whales When They Die, written by Kristen Conger, and What Makes Beached Whales Explode, written by Kate Kirshner, on HowStuffWorks.com. BrainStuff is a production of iHeartRadio in partnership with HowStuffWorks.com and is produced by Tyler Klang. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hold up. 